Hey, I'm Chelsea Lockhart. I'm the founder of the Melanin Library, and I'll be partnering with the Writer's Block for 2022. The mission of the Melanin Library is to make finding books by Black authors a simpler experience and to provide a space on the internet where Black authors are celebrated and showcased without exception. My show airs December 2nd, 2021. So be sure to check it out. And until then, may your books be full of melanin. Welcome to the Writer's Block. This space is for aspiring writers, indie and published authors who desire tips, tricks and tools to foster confidence in your ability to write. This space is also for voice actors, editors and literary agents. All those people whom are writing adjacent. Let this space be a haven, a resource, and a reminder you can write all you see and see all you write. Grab your pens. We're about to circle the block. What can I say about the dynamic force that is Therese Sherelle? This particular interview was fun. This was warm and inviting, and as you will hear through um, the evident NOLA in her voice, we were definitely not on an app. We were definitely on, as we call it, the back porch. So this particular interview is close to my heart because I really believe in everything that Therese is saying, and I really believe that this particular book is life-changing, and as we go into Black History Month, I look forward to all the Black history that Therese Sherelle is going to make and provide. And the next voice you will hear is the incomparable Nola Born and Bred, Hurricane herself, Therese Sherelle. Hello, this is author Therese. Yes, I am so excited to have you on the show, Therese. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am amazing. And um, I am once more yet again and still thrilled that you would come on this portion of Beyonce's internet to tell the listening public about your work and all other pressing things and all other pressing things. Um and for those and for those of listening audience who may not have heard of you just yet, could you do a brief intro, a brief intro for us? Yes. Terry Sherelle, born and raised in New Orleans, 504 for show. Hey. I'm a, I am a mother. I am an author. I am a life and relationship coach. I am the author of Live, Learn, Love with an Open Heart, Life Lessons on Cultivating Healthy and Meaningful Relationships. I love that the name of your the name of your book is backed by clearly 
your profession and call, ma'am. And I and the thing is, I love I love that I I love so much that I hear five oh four all 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 through here. Make make me feel that make me feel that much more at home. It, this is this is this is great. All we all we need now is red beans and rice and sweet tea and a back porch. Yes, look how he keep working it out for us. But in the meantime, in between time, as we as we invite. Uh, the listening audience into this space for now, season five of the Writer's Block, which is amazing. Could you tell? Could you tell us how you came about this thing called writing? What is your writing journey? Well, my writing journey actually started when I was about eight or nine years. I've always been very creative and expressive, so I used to just write about life, write about my experiences. I used to write poetry, so. Reading, it was my form of self-expression. I, mm-hmm. I love to speak a lot and I, I love to write a lot, write about different things. Basically, you know, feelings, like I said, different things I've experienced, um, things of that nature. So it actually started then when I would have been writing to be my first book <laughs> at about eight or nine. I would mm-hmm. just have my notebook. I would sit on the porch. I would look out the window and I would just allow you know, allow my creative juices to flow, allow my thoughts to take me wherever they This was me ex- expressing myself, you know, things that I couldn't say, although I didn't have a problem talking now. As you can mm-hmm. see, I never was a child that wasn't afraid to speak my mind, but you know, writing just did something for me. So we um, wrote some things, of course, you know, life takes you in a different direction. Never thought, I- mm-hmm. but um, as I got a little older, I got back in. Um, I was still reading. I got back into my writing. Opportunity came out um, being affiliated with the All Access Foundation and one of the initiatives book. So I mm. said, you know what? I want to write a book. Um, I sat down the CEO of the organization. Shout out to CC, All Access. I said, I want to write a book. And she said, okay, so which one? I said, relationships. <laughs> and the funny thing was, let me tell you, I a relationship, a romantic relationship at that moment. But what I speak about in my book is I speak about all types of relationships because we know that relationships are multifaceted and relationships and just being involved romantically. So as I thought about the relationships that shaped me into the woman that I am today, I thought about my relationship. I thought about my relationship with my family, my friends, my with myself, with my daughter, you know, with my coworkers, with my so I thought about all the different relationships that I had engaged in during my lifetime, good and not so good, how they really helped me to discover who. So that's how the writing journey and ex, um, more specifically this book came about. I love that you quickly expounded upon just how multifaceted relationships are because sometimes i believe us as women we get bogged down until relationships can only be friendships or romantic or romantic relationships or uh as the kids say now you know these netflix and chill situations these situations <laughs> these these situationships i love that you tackled that in this in this particular book because i think uh what is missing a lot a lot in this culture is that there are not there are not enough older women or enough older people in certain in certain situations and circumstances to tell to tell the those under us if i could use that phrase right quick right those was un, under us 
Like this is this is this what you're doing right here. This is ratcheting and it don't work. I've done that and it does not work. And you cannot continue to define yourself by other people or being with other people. Which brings me to my next question. Why do you think relationships are important to maintain or to prune? And again, you just said that when in creating this book and creating, you know, creating that perfect brainstorm for this for this book, you took a multidimensional pr- approach from looking at, you know, relationships with your faith, relationship with, you know, your your uh your children and your family, you know, how you relate to romantic partners, how you relate to coworkers. Why do you think it's important that we either maintain relationships or prune them? Well, I think it's important because no one or nothing can exist alone in this world. We be that way. So when you think about relationships, I think about them being critical and necessary to our existence and development as beings. You know, mm-hmm. I think about, like you say, maintaining is good. So with the main part, those are the relationships that we should choose to engage in. I believe relationships should be healthy, loving, and mutually beneficial no matter what form. Now, as it relates to the pruning, you know, the relationship that we know we shouldn't be in, that aren't mm-hmm. healthy, that we should engage in. That's a part of the process as well. But one thing I do say is all relationships are lessons and blessings, even the mm-hmm. ones that don't work out. There is still a lesson or blessing to be gained in that relationship. Now, the key is not to be so broken that you miss the lesson of the blessing. But even right. with that, all relationships are not created equally. But each one has the power to teach us about life, ourselves, and others. So when you look at relationship or, you know, total standpoint, as I share them, you will see how relationships, you know, how they kind of form, how they take place. So you will know, you got to go through it now. You don't know this initially in the beginning, but as the relationships go on, as you grow in the relationships, hopefully you're growing and the other person is as well, but it comes from experience and going, you'll know which relationships you should maintain and you'll know which ones you back away from, kind of fall back a step away from. But that comes mm-hmm. with time. That comes with, you know, focus. That comes with intentionality. Like I said, you don't know this in the beginning because it's a part of life. You know, every relationship we think is, you know, it's for us or we choose to engage in it. And as time goes on and life goes on, you'll see that that relationship may have been for a reason, season, a lifetime. So you right. just have to know, you know, where being placed in a proper category, but you don't know that initially. And I love that you said initially, my thing is I, you know, in my now 40 years of living, I've really <laughs> began to, um, and I try to do this, uh, more often than uh, than not, for the relationships that I that I was in, I can now look back on them as to why they worked, why they didn't work, from a more seasoned standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that I was at twenty, the things I was looking for in a partner at twenty, the things I was, you know, I thought I was getting from friendships at twenty. You know, even how um, the jobs I worked when I was twenty are not the same that, that are I'm not in that same space that I was in at age forty. Uh, one of the things that, my, you know, that my mother says often is that some people grow older, not up. And I think mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that is essential to know, especially as we look at relationships and how they factor into our lives. And again, that maintaining and that pruning is is our I think, are you as a person growing 
you know, I, you know, I know women who are still in this, whom, you know, are my age and are still doing the same stuff they, they were doing when they were 20. Wow. You know, on some, on some end that on, on some end, you know, do you, that's great. But at the same time, if you, if you're going to stay in that same spot, to me, you can't complain about that because this is what you, this is what you have chosen to do, even though you have now, you know, double the life experience that you're still doing the same thing that you were, that you were doing at 20. To me, I think that, um, just to, again, to put a finer point on what you said, that really, that, that to, in order to have that holistic um, view of relationship, you have, you have to be able to put some kind of experience either on that or toward that. Yes, I agree. I agree. And how did you get into life coaching? Because I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people try, you know, trying to do, trying to do that now, and it seems to be kind of a buzzword. And people, and a lot of people can't really define what that is. And what? a lot of people, and a lot of people, you know, for uh, for good or ill, don't really do that because you mm-hmm. see, you see them not implementing the things they tell you to implement. So, <laughs> so what? So what got you into life coaching? Well, you know what? The funny thing is, I always I've always had a passion um, to help people. I've always been the person that wanted to do better, better, get better. So mm-hmm. with me loving to speak and, and love it, <laughs> it just it just kind of fell in place because you do have to practice. Like you said, I wrote this book, but it was to encourage readers to acknowledge and appreciate. And mm-hmm. I got there because I didn't always acknowledge and appreciate relationships. So that's why I can help you, you know, understand why you need to so that you won't do the same thing or make the same mistakes when, you know, God forbid that person, you know, is, is gone from earth or mm-hmm. the breakup happens, uh, you know, the friend is always, you'll know how to appreciate and acknowledge those relationships and how critical and necessary they are in our lives. So just wanting to, and being a talker and speaking to people and doing this before I actually knew that it was life coaching, you know, just talking to friends, just talking to people, yeah. just being a good and, and offering advice. Um, but with this, it's really being a support, you know, mm-hmm. being a support for that person. So helping them like, you know, like a, like your coach, you're coaching them, you're supporting them, kind of helping them navigate, not that you're, you know, just taking them down adding some things that they need to assist um on their so that's how it kind of came about and more so after the book i'm like okay you wrote this book you're saying good things but now what you know you need to really help people understand so what's the next level for you um for me you know some people write a book they accomplish something and they stop but i'm like if i really want to impact if i really want to affect change how can i do it People like, wow, that's a great book. And it really helped them to look at relationships differently. Because like you say, and I know you don't have it yet, but the way we I break it down, it really helps you to look at relationships from a different standpoint. Yourself differently in relationships. So that is a part of my business, Transforming Consciously LLC. That is my life and relationship coaching business. And I help my clients um, mainly now um, single Christian, I teach them how to transform their mindset about relationships to create healthy, thriving relationships. And it starts with, like you say, changing that mindset because the way you view relationships and the way you view yourself of how you engage, 
it affects those relationships that you choose to engage in, you choose to cultivate. But now that you have a different appreciation for relationships, you'll know how you should show up in relationships and you'll know what it is and don't want in relationships, no matter what type it is. I think that because what you just said, what you just said was good, was a was a mini was a mini class anyway. What you just <laughs> said was a mini class. And I will make sure, and again, I will make sure all those details are indeed found in the okay. show notes. The one thing that I I really respect about what you just about what you just said is I wrote the book, now what? Because I think I think a lot of times where we make these avenues for ourselves, especially as women, especially as black women, that where we want to go, the path isn't always neatly cut. And there's not and there's not a lot of people to say to you. And Shonda Shonda Rhimes mentions this in her book, The Year of Yes. Mm-hmm. She says that she's an FOD, first only different. So she's the the first person, you know, doing something. The only woman, you know, only black woman in the room, only person doing whatever, and different, meaning that the group of people or situation that she's in, she's the only one not in, you know, not uh, the same in the group that she's in. And I think uh, it's important that when we make these avenues, when we get, when we construct these businesses, when we make these avenues for ourselves as black women, that we, ha- that we have to do two things. We have to understand that we may be an FOD. You know, right. we may be the first in our family to do that. We may be the only person, you know, in, um, in, you know, in, in necessarily your city, your city, your, your city, your sec, your area code again, 504 stand up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. So, but we have, but understanding that you took it upon yourself to not see this as a stopping point. That you're like, okay, I did this, so now what do I do? Okay, I did this, now what? And the fact that you want to build off that is amazing. Which brings me to my next question: How would you describe a healthy relationship? Well, I'm going to refer you to chapter five of my book, Commitment to Cultivating Relationships. But really, what I want to say about healthy relationships when I think about them, and remember, we're going to acknowledge that not all relationships are created equally. So Mm -hmm. what I may consider healthy in my relationship, you know, you may not consider, you know, I mean, you have to do what's right for yours. But in my book, I speak about the basic elements or components that I believe constitute successful relationships and there are um you know there's communication there's respect there's honesty there's trust there's loyalty fights there's support you know the list goes on and on but like common value when i think about healthy relationships i think about relationships that have those factors and it doesn't mean that it has to have all of those things but it's relationships that that make you feel good make you feel important make you feel love, make you feel just just ready. You know, they're successful, they're long lasting. And we can all make relationships simple or well or complicated. Like they don't have to be all that complicated. Simple, but you know how we can overcomplicate things sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what I will say about relationships, no matter how many books are written on, you still have to learn them through trial and error. You know, there's no are manuals and how tools but everybody is going to experience it different and that's based on you know maybe what they did or did not experience growing up you know what they saw maybe they want something different than what they experienced but it's very critical and we need healthy relationships 
much as we need air. Mm-hmm. We cannot exist in this. We were not created that way. You know, we weren't designed as God didn't make us like that. So when I think about healthy relationships, I think about them being not just one-sided, but, you know, it's a two-way street. And I want to share a quote right quick. Relationships are beautiful flowers that must be cultivated and watered by time, love, and even transformation. So relationships like three. So you have to know, and this is, you know, this is when you say, partner with your friend, with your family members, because you have your idea um, of what a healthy relationship is and what it is. And so this is where the communication comes in, because that's a part of it. That's one of the most important elements of in a healthy relationship is having that communication so that you can, you know, you can decide what, what does our healthy relationship look like? And you can kind of form that basis together with your partner, your spouse, your friend, your family members, whoever that person is. And the fact that, again, from us being women of a certain age, we were—I re- I remember that, you know, when you were a little, when you were when I was a little girl, you know, growing up in St. Louis, mm-hmm. in order for you to go outside to play, you had to have a certain skill set. Like if you didn't ride a bike, if you didn't roller skate, you know, you would just have people. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't go outside and play. And I think a lot of times that that, uh, especially the young women and young men coming up now. Everything being instant, everybody got an app. Every, you know th- that that face to face communication now and now with COVID, um, that's really being lost. So they don't really that you know that uh, that intricate building, like getting to know somebody, like again having that discernment be sharpened. Like okay, I don't want to fool with him. What's wrong with him? Or girl, I just I just don't I don't have no peace when I go over there. Right. Or, you know, or I, or I gravitate to these to these girls because they make me feel they make me feel positive. You know, be doing stuff. And the and you know they're great, and I think that, you know, I, we are we know that not everything can be taught or learned in a book, but I think that there needs to be there needs to be more, um, there needs to be more resources, if I can mm-hmm. use that word, more resources yeah. that especially young people, single people, especially especially single women and men, that they can begin to sharpen those skills again, because I think a lot of time that they're that they're dull. Which is why you know you have people or know of people who are in the or who are in these relationships where everything is hot and heavy at first. Oh, I just love him so. Oh, I just love her so. Oh, this is so, this is so amazing. <laughs> this job this job is great. This neighborhood is great. And then you know six months later, then then you found that they moved the job. The, the they then got fired from the job. You know, getting divorced. And then and then you and then you sitting there thinking, well, it was just gravy a minute ago. Right. Well, what what happened? <laughs> What happened? That's you, know, funny. you know, you know, everybody just did. Everybody just didn't suddenly become crazy, right? But the one thing that uh, I think is integral that your book that your book puts forward is, it's that principle: slow down and look. Is it is it really that good? Is it gonna be that good? And can and can it be better? Right. You know, and it and again for you know, especially now, you know, as as now we we old we we the uh, old women now who can say what the kids are doing. You know, now, <laughs> now you know now the kid now the kids are you know everybody got you know a situation a sneaky link and a husband and a girlfriend <laughs> I, 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 they just out here doing too much and then and they then are. you know don't nobody want to go to work and I just they they you know I didn't I didn't have no peace being at the job so I mean that I mean so all all these things are happening because. There is not enough resources, in my opinion, 
for people to slow down and say, hold on, you know, if I take this job, I'll make more money, but will I have peace? Or does this, does this add to me? Yeah, I can go out, I can go out and, you know, go to the club and whatever and have fun and, you know, hook up with people, you know, people if I want to, but is that really the best thing? You know, I want, I want to, I want to get married. I want to, you know, I want to be, I want to be a somebody wife, want to be somebody husband, but have you healed from the last relationship? Right. You know, okay, I'm, I've been, I've been hanging out, I've been hanging out with these girls, been hanging out with, with these dudes for 10, 15 years. Ain't nobody, we in the same spot we was in 15 years ago. <laughs> and don't so nobody, true. and don't know, and don't nobody want to change. You know, so, you know, and hanging on to these things that, that, um, that are of no benefit because right. we're used, we're used to that. And I think one of the things that your that your book delicately expresses is, you know, as the word says, there is a there is a more excellent way. Yes, there is. There is a more excellent way, and sometimes that excellent way is not comfortable. Uh, nobody necess- no one necessarily likes you know introspection like that, but it's needed. <laughs> but it's needed and necessary because again, as I as I was saying, as I as I look back on the madness and craze of my twenties and what I was doing and what I was doing to be chosen. You know, uh, girls, I was I was hanging with. You know that I don't that I don't even know where four of them are now. And you know, so uh, but at the same time, examining okay, this friendship I had, these things were positive, these things were not positive. These are the romantic relationships I had. These things were good. These things were these things were negative. This is the work environment I was in. So, uh, but I think it takes a degree of maturity to look back to look back and do that. So you can actually say what a healthy relationship is because uh when i was 20 i would say a healthy relationship is you know he called me every day and we go out you know he and he's and he's nice to me you know that's that's real generic but now at age 40 okay a healthy relationship is he can communicate you know he can he he can hold down a job uh you know he's respond he's responsible he's integral uh you know he's a man of faith you know i can i can add more things to that because now i know what i don't want right (laughs) now i know now i know what i don't want which brings me, which brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Time, time is a resource and a tool. How do you think? How do you think we can maximize that? That being time, before mm-hmm. we can make the decision to embark on a platonic, professional, or romantic relationship, because you know, every every again, everybody got an app. Everybody got a swipe. Everybody, everybody wants you to join. Everybody wants you to come over. You know, the cold, as my mom said, the COVID is everywhere. But everybody want to have. Everybody want to want you to come by. You know, so I know you single. So and so just broke up with his woman. You know, every everybody. You know, every everybody want. As I love to say, everybody want to be chose, but don't nobody want to do the work of being chosen. So, how do you think time can be used? as a resource and a tool before we get into any kind of relationship? That's a good question. And let me tell you, time is of the essence. That's chapter seven in my book. And I've always, I've always had this fascination with time. And Mm -hmm. I share a little bit of that. It's like, you know, where does it come from? You know, where does it go? Because you hear the cliches like time heals all wounds and time aside and time waits for no one and when you think about it those things are true because whether we realize it or not time is going to pass us by so with the program you know you can roll with it or you could get ran over by it because time is going to be passing us by and i like what you said it's a resource and a tool so when i think about time i think about when you start a new job right you know how there's Mm -hmm. the training the training period 
which may last a few weeks, a few months. You got to learn a new learn a new position. So I kind of liken that to relationships as well. So that should be a training, you know, a, a I don't want to say a probationary period, but, you know, you have to learn a person. You have to learn a job. You have to learn, um, you know, the friendship. So it's basically doing the same thing, but in different ways based on the type of friendship. But it's realizing that even though you have that, that's, you can't master it in a, a week, a month, a year. It's a so it's going to take time, but it's going to take time that you live, that you learn, that you love, that you grow individually together. So there's some things that you're going to, you know, do by yourself. And there are some things that you're going to do together, but it's going to come with time because time is very important. And the amount of time that you spend on those relationships are going to determine how progress, you know, if you want a relationship, but you only give it five. It ain't going nowhere, mm -mm. but you know, but the more time, the more attention, the more you dedicate it because this is something you want. So you're going to nurture it. Like I said, they're like precious flowers. So they need to be nurtured, but it also comes with maintaining a balance because I do believe in some situations there is a thing is too much time mm -hmm. because you know, as it relates to relationships, like you want to have a healthy balance of time spent together and apart, because what we don't want to happen is we don't want to lose ourselves in those relationships. And that's something that I've done, you know, and I'm pretty sure you've done, you know, as a woman, we go in, in, in boggled and engrossed in a relationship that we lose part of ourselves because we become what that relationship needs us to be. And yes. And it so much time and attention we're giving ourselves less time and attention. And I speak about, you know, self-care and making sure that you maintain healthy balance or, you know, as much as you can, that just as much time as you give to your relationship, your job, your kids, you want to give that time to yourself. You know, you want to make sure that your cup is overflowing and that you're constantly, you know, yourself because we're giving out a lot. So maximize time, definitely. And I speak about time also. There's a difference between being busy and productive. See, I like to be productive, sis. I, I'm just wasting my time on people, on things. There's no return. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and, and when I say return, it's not always about what you can, what you can get. But you want to feel like you're getting something for your time. You know, I'm this time and what I'm getting out the deal. Right. So, you know, it make sure I, you know i don't want to make it sound like that but that's the productive piece like you know i'm timing you know we're on this podcast this is putting time in mm -hmm. that's going to help the listeners this is something that's going to help you this is something that's going to help me this is a resource a good a good use of my time now if i'm doing other things that's not such a good use it's not benefiting me it's not benefiting anyone else then that's just I can't get that time back. It is gone. Right. I can't go back and say, hey, give me my baby. That time gone. And and when I think about it, it's like so much time. And, and what I realized when I wrote this book, and you know, I'm I'm relatively young, but I'm like, we don't know how much time we have. You know, mm -hmm. promise. Look at the world. Look what's going on with COVID. Look what's going on, you know, with violence. Just look what's going on, period. And we have as much time as we think. And I woke up one day and it was like, there 
reality hit me. Um, looking at you know, um, you know, loss, getting old. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I might not have as much time as I think. Of course, you know, I want to grow old and be old and all those mm -hmm. good things. Like we just lost in the party. What I think he was 94. That's a right. beautiful life. You know, that's a beautiful life. And of course, you know, some of us want to, you know, live to be that old. Some say they don't want to, you know, live to be that old. But I'm like, what am I doing? God has given me now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look back and, and feel like I wasted that time. Like I wasn't productive. I didn't make my impact, influence. I didn't make my contribution on this world because I was doing other things. So I wake up, I see that as God giving me another chance, another opportunity, another day to, to get right, to live right, to get better, to be better. And I want to feel like I'm doing at least one thing that's going to help me in any area, you know, any area, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, emotionally. I want to get better in some area aspect of my life because he's given me another day. So how am I going to honor him? I'm going to honor him with my time. I'm going to honor him with my resources and tools that he's given me to help bless somebody else in some type of way. So that's how you maximize your time. You work on that. You that build clearly. Yourself. That clearly is, is going to be the next book. I'm claiming that in <laughs> Jesus name for you. I'm, cla I'm claiming the next book is going to be about time. Y'all look that you didn't get, you didn't already gave us, you didn't already gave us four, four sermons and two, and two courses. Yes, God. Yes, God. But the, but the one thing that uh, I'm becoming more knowledgeable of now, and again, speaking to uh, my girlfriends and especially, uh, you know, across social media, mm -hmm. these conversations, you know, now that I'm, I've been told uh, by a girlfriend of mine said that, said that, you know, Jen, now you, now you, you are 18. Now I said, I, I just knew I had one more big sister. I just knew <laughs> I had one more big sister. I just knew. I had at least <laughs> at least one more before I, before I had to cross over into AT. But I'm like, y'all, y'all ain't right. Look, oh, the rap scallions. But but at the same time, in you know, in in owning that space, right, and owning that title, right, uh, it forces me to own all of all of my years. And from that, you know, from the young women and young men who I who I know and come across my path, and you know, uh, delight themselves on this on this piece of Beyonce's internet. Uh, the one thing that I continue to remind them is that don't waste your time with people. You have to be, you have, and that you have to be, be and become a steward of your time. Yes. Especially in relationships because the wrong relationship can throw everything off course. And the one thing, especially as women that we cannot get back is time. That's true. And that, that we cannot get that back. The time that you, that you, you know, put down your dream to help to, you know, take care of your mother or your father or whomever may need you. The time you took away from your own things to, you know, help serve in your church and they and they didn't honor the gifts that God had put on you or had get or had given to you, wouldn't support you, wouldn't push you. Uh, mm -hmm. The relationship that, that we're in that, you know, for your best friends who know who can't who who you always support, but they can't share your books, share your status. They, they can't be bothered with you. Mm -mm. And the relationship that we get in because we because you know we think again not taking that time as you said to work on ourselves to figure out okay do I even want a relationship because too often <laughs> too often we just being real too often you know we in the front we in the front when we're, we're sweet to you it's fine but 
and saying to ourselves is, is this what I want? Or is this what somebody think I should have? Mm, Is it something that, pe- that, that people would think I should have? Because again, when you come to a certain age, especially maybe around 25, 35, here go, look, accident full effect at three, two, one. So 25, <laughs> 35, that uh, they just, people just believe that you as a black woman, she's going to go ahead. I, oh, girl, you ain't married yet. Oh, hmm. you ain't had no kids yet. Right. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why? Look, you gonna help me take care of him? You, you gonna help me care? raise him? Right. <laughs> you ain't come. You ain't going to win Dixie with me. So what it though? When I need washing <laughs> powder and things like that, no, I'm leaving me alone. But the but the one but the one thing that um that I continue to stress to people is mm-hmm. I spent three years of my life with somebody who because he just loved me so much. I didn't I didn't go out of town for school. Now did God redeem that time? Yes. Did I learn things in that relationship looking back at age 40 that I couldn't fathom at 22? Oh, yes. 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 I, but, you know, but again, that that in that craziness, in that toxicity, I learned how to how uh, what one what not to do, what crazy looked like and re- and was reminded that crazy does not improve. So from that. So from that. I can now give that to, you know, uh, the, to the young women and young men who come, who uh, believe, you know, uh, <laughs> that I'm no longer big sister, but auntie right. and just and give and give them this real spit because too, too often, you know, we get into these relationships, we get into these networks, we begin to build these networks mm-hmm. and then we don't listen to that inner discernment to say, you know what, this ain't it. Ooh, like, 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 like this, oh like this, was, this, like this, what, like this was never supposed to be it. Mm-mm. But you, Mm-mm. but you know, uh, for for example, um, again, we just in the front room with sweet with sweet tea. The the, oh. the 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 red the red beans and stuff is is cooking. We gonna we you know the room is the room is right. You know we got our dust. It's gonna the cornbread is rolling. We gonna we gonna oh, get yes. it off. We gonna put it all together. They they can get plates as they come in. But the one thing that is so impactful about this book is will be we have to begin to understand what is it that we want and stop looking for things and people to fix those things. Yes. There are too there's too there are too many young women who just who don't have enough on the inside of them that they believe that they can just pull somebody in on that, pull somebody into that hole and fill it rather mm. than saying that, okay, what do I want to do? What are the things that make me happy? Now we understand that, that, that the world is crazy and, and the, it, uh, you know, it's, it makes no sense to have a calendar at this point right. because God, because clearly God ain't going to let us come outside just yet. But at the same time, taking this again, like it again, because when, uh, when everything happened, when Missouri shut down, um, it forced me, you know, I was doing, you know, I was a CNA. I was doing, I was, you know, tr- trekking to try and be a nurse. And every time I, every time I'm telling you, Sid, every time I fill out the paper, get everything in, I will run out of money. I will get pregnant. I, I mean, just, it just, just cyclic crazy. It's, and it wasn't so much that I couldn't do the work. It was the fact that this clearly was not what I was supposed to do. I could the relationship between that between me and academics and those academics was not working, but there were people in my life to say, Jen, you know, as smart as you are, you would be an excellent nurse and you have to be able, but again, it goes back to using that time as a resource and a tool. 
all I've done during COVID is think. Like, is this what I want? Are these the things that I want? How can I develop these things and be and become that much more mindful of my time? Right. Like if I say I'm gonna be if I say I'm gonna be somewhere now, that's where I'm gonna be at. If I say no, I ain't gonna be there, I'm not gonna be there. Don't ask, don't ask me no more. I'm not I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm I'm so I told uh I told the young man that I'm seeing, I'm like, look, I'm waiting on on Norlis to open so we can so we can go so we can go and celebrate your birthday. So I got to be we got to be good. I wish I wish the world would act right so we can go. <laughs> but but be but being mindful of time. Because too often, and again, there are not there are not enough people to, to put that mirror up and say, "Hey, baby, is this really what you want to do? Like, is this really what you want to do, or is, it, or is this something that told somebody told you, you should have? Because if it's some something somebody told you, you should have, you're not gonna honor it, and you're gonna squander it, or you go, or you going, or you're going to hate it and hate that, and you're gonna feel obligated to hang on to it. That's true. And you ha- and we have to be mindful that when we when we you know, again, as you said, look at our look at our our relationships from a holistic standpoint. We have to then begin to examine, like, okay, we it's it's easy to say, okay, they would they did this and this job did this and this church did this and you know, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, daughters, girlfriend. We can look we can look at that, but it takes a degree of maturity of maturity to say, you know what? But I did this too. Right, I could have done this better. And now, rather than be bitter behind it, how can I use that and maximize it? And as we as we chug toward the end, because this this, this was so beautiful, we you got you got to come back with the new book to read. You got you when you write the new <laughs> book, you got you got to come back. I have to, but back. I have to. So I have to let you know what I'm working on now. But we can yeah, get to that a little later. You are gonna have to come back. You are gonna have I to will. come back. So what would be your dream collaboration? Like if you could write, if you could write another book with, well, Ooh. clearly you are, but if you could write a book with some, with someone famous, Ooh. not famous, li- living or dead, who would be your dream collaboration? Oh my well, God. Oh my God. Girl, how you going? Oh my God. It's all, it's all right. I'm gonna get the corporate out the oven. You can think about it. It's all right. I got yeah, it. We got, we got it. Oh my, it's so, it's so many people. It's so many people that I will want to collaborate with. Ooh. Well, I will say this. I have different categories because it depends on the topic. Mm-hmm. If, if it's going to be, um, <laughs> oh my God. I would, oh my God, girl, you, you got me on this one. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like because I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's a lot of people, but I'm saying topic because if if it's if it's on relationships, I love Tony Gaskins. Mm-hmm. Love Tony Gaskins. I don't know, he's a relationship coach, author, speaker. You know, mm-hmm. it's different people for different things. If it's going to be like a Christian book, like Sarah T D Jakes, um, yes. somebody like you mm-hmm. know, I have different. That's why I'm like, I have different people for different things. Mm-hmm. Um. Look, I just want to collaborate with them all. <laughs> if it's gonna be my my fiction, I like Terry Woods. I like Wahida Claw. I like Ashley and Jaquavis. I like I like different genres. So although mm-hmm. my book is in the motivational, you know, nonfiction self help genre, I like you know I like other genres as well. Um, so it just depends on you know what type of book it was. 
um who i would want to collaborate with so I, i'll leave it at that so i, I want to collaborate with all y'all <laughs> <laughs> at different times so we so so we so we gonna pray out loud and open and and in the secret <laughs> place that that Bishop Jackson's daughter that that Tommy daughter Sarah here Sarah this, yes and here and come and come see about you and come and come see about you but as we begin to close what is the best relationship advice you have gotten this could be romantic or professional or platonic what is the best relationship advice that you have gotten. That's that's I mm, when I thought about that, I was actually thinking about what I have given. But one I would say I have gotten would be to stay true to me, mm-hmm. to love, to never compromise my beliefs or morals. I know in relationships, you know, we do speak about compromise and sacrifice, and I do, you know, believe that that's a part of the relationship. But one thing that I will not compromise are my beliefs and my morals, my values, you know, those things that at the very core and essence, you know, of, of who I am. So never compromise, never settle. Um, Love yourself first, outside of God, of course, and just stay true to you. I, I think that will be the best I have got and probably the best I have given as well. Miss Therese, this is. This was this was engaging. This was powerful. And I look forward to all things that you are going to do in this coming year. I oh, thank you. I hum I humbly invite you back to, to my virtual back porch. Oh. So we can just so we can just sit and talk some more when when these when these things come to pass. And I wish I I wish that. Every computer you have never crash. <laughs> that, your pen, that, your, that, your, that your pens never run out. It's always a flash drive. It's always time for you to write some notes down. I wish I wish you all of the complete capacity of your of your writing journey be fulfilled in all the things that you are going to do for this year of 20 and 22. Because this this because this here was powerful. So I look forward to everything you're going to do. And of course, you are welcome to come back at any time. And thank you so much. Ain't TJ. And here you and here, I had to and throw that in there. And here's and here's and so much. I, I love and here, and here it. And here she goes. It's the best virtual porch I ever been on, baby. Oh, well, 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 thank you kindly. We try, we try to sweep around it all, all the time. We try to sweep around it all the time, so, pe- so people can be, so people can be comfortable. But I thank you, I thank you, and wish you all the best. I thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. The time has come to leave you to your thoughts and words. The hope is that what was shared in this space was encouraging, empowering, and a catalyst to write. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio production and mixing. All business inquiries and advertising inquiries can be sent to circlethewritersblock at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined to support the work of this podcast to continue to fight erasure of black and minority writers, consider supporting. 
through Cash App at dollar sign J-B-H-W-R-I-T-E-S. That's J-B-H Writes. Or PayPal at S-G-L-L-C dot one zero three eight at yahoo.com. We will see you next time when we circle the blog.